everyone. This is Sharif Colbert, a.k.a. Life Coach ATL. Welcome to the You Are Dope podcast, where I am hoping to uplift, encourage, and enlighten while also having a little bit of fun. My podcast will be airing every other week, so please do check me out. Also, don't forget to be good to yourself, love on yourself, because you are a gift to the world. And remember, you are dope. So today, I actually wanted to talk to somebody who is near and dear to my heart, who is potentially going to be my new co-host, um, somebody that I think that is dope, has been doing some dope things in her community for a really long time, and I wanted to have her on the show. I wanted her to be my very first guest. This person, I've been knowing her for about, what, like 21 years now? <laughs> Something like that. Yo, I want to introduce y'all to my baby girl, my daughter. Her name is Taylor Renee Colbert. And I think that she's amazing. I think that she's dope as hell. And who are you, girl? Who are you? Tell the people who you are. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Taylor um, Colbert. I am a rising senior. Um, I'm a wow human development major, psychology minor. And I want to become a school psychologist. I go to the illustrious Howard University. HU? You know. I get my, my HU intro, like, way backwards. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, so I'm 21 now. I just turned 21 in February. Um, that's just a little bit about me, yeah. So, yo, this is why I wanted to have you on the show. This is why I think you were dope. You know, I've always thought you were dope since you were a kid. I mean, you've always been some person, a person that has been out for the people. Like, you want to make sure that everybody's okay. And sometimes I used to be like, you need to mind your business because that has nothing to do with you. <laughs> but there's a lot of times where it's just like, you know, you want to be there for the people and you want to, to uh, speak up and speak out for people that didn't have a voice. And I noticed it a long time ago, but I really noticed it in 2019. And in 2019, you decided that you wanted to be a voice and you decided that you wanted to do something for the Black Lives Matter, excuse me, Black Lives Matter movement and tell the people what you decided to do. Okay, so me, my co-organizers, um, so that consists of Sydney Lee, Jordan Rollo, Elizabeth Garns, Trayvon Burkhead, George Kripsky were the main just co-organizers that um, helped me out. But I was really hurt by the murders of Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery. Um, that was the summer of 2020, I want to say. Oh um, so last summer. Um, but when all that was happening, I just got really upset, really angry. Um, especially I kind of hit home when Ahmaud Arbery was killed, not even, I think it was in Brunswick, Georgia, around that area. And it's in Georgia. So it's just like, I don't know. I hate to say it doesn't really hit home for you until it's on your doorstep, but it wasn't even on my doorstep and it was close enough for me to just be like, what the heck? Um, so I texted my friends. I was like, Hey, we need to do something. I don't know what to do. I'm getting kind of upset we need to do something so let's put it to use so we organized a march it was called march on marietta um, i'm sure a few of you have probably seen it um but it was one of the biggest protests in cobb county um it was held in marietta um we just walked a few miles and it was just for a march so i'm sorry we implemented the march to do voter registration um help people register for the census which is very important everybody should do that um and voter registration yeah i want to say that's about it um but we just incorporated that onto the march just to get it all done um i told people that we were serious about us voting us making a change 
us exercising our rights and us exercising the voice and using our voices. Um, so yeah, we did that. It's pretty cool. We formed um, Bridging the Gap Marietta. May change. We don't know yet. Trying to figure out an LLC name. So oh, stay no, tuned. You're giving, the, you're giving the people everything. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Stay yeah. tuned. Stay tuned. Could you do me a favor though? Could you keep clicking that that pin and it's really really loud so the people are gonna oh, be able sorry. to hear? Oh, you good? You good? Hey, but no. Like I guess for me as your father, like I always knew that you were dope. But when you started doing things like March, and then I also I started getting text messages and phone calls like, "Yo, do you know your daughter's up here speaking to the committee?" of the school, and I was like, wait, wait, what? Like, it didn't shock me that you were doing those things. It shocked me that I didn't know about it. But what made you decide to, like, get involved in things of that nature? Like, going up to the school and speaking to the school board and talking to them and telling them, like, hey, look, I think that there's some changes that need to be made here in Marietta. Like, what made you decide to do that? Um, I think one of the main reasons that kind of drove me was because my little sister was going to be there next year, and I knew how effed up it was. And just speaking to a lot of people who meant a lot to me at that school, um, especially faculty and teachers, and then just leaving because it was just so bad, the political environment, and just, it's not, there's not, there's not supposed to be any politics at school, but yet there were. It was just too much for them. So for me, as a student and as a Black student and as a Black woman, I just felt like it was my duty to either go up there and figure out what the heck is going on and if we can fix it because it's school. I'm really passionate about school and my education. I was raised A's, B's, an occasional C. <laughs> Even that was pushing it. But pushing I mean, it. education is important. Um, it's been pushed all my life. It should be pushed in everybody's life. Um, I don't know about college. That's not for everybody. I even know if it's for me, child, Lord, help me. Um, but yeah, education... K through 12, it's really important. It should be held up to a certain standard. And I just feel like sometimes administrators and staff especially don't hold up education to what they need it to be in terms of importance, in terms of giving the children support, in terms of treating them fairly, in terms of unfair dress coding, unfair harassment, just all of that. So I wanted to just make a change in my local high school because I know some of the people there. Um, I know some of the administration there, so I, I just wanted to go up there and see if I could shake, shake some bleep up. And no, I did. You absolutely did. I mean, I thought it was hella dope that you actually did that. But again, I want to get into like what made you decide that now I'm going to speak up. I'm going to be like, like I said, so you've always done that. I've always known that about you. Like you always stand up for people. But what made you decide at that point that this isn't right. Something needs to be done. And I want to be the voice to actually do something about it. What pushed you there? Um, I mean, it was, we were high off our march. So it was kind of just a continuation of it. Um, I kind of had enough confidence to just go up and be like, listen, we're not going to sit here around anymore. Waiting on y'all. We're kind of, we know we can force in hand. So we're going to go and do that. But I don't know. I just gained the confidence too. And honestly, I don't know. It just happened. I don't know why it took me 20, 20 years to do so, but it did. But no, yeah. yeah, you did it, man. I mean, like I told you, I mean, again, you're the first guest that I wanted to have on here because I believe that it all starts at home. Um, and I think that we need to make sure that we give our people props and we need to give our people credit and we need to give people their roses while they can still smell them. Smell them. So I wanted to make sure that I was able to give you, my daughter, someone who I think is dope as hell, 
her props so the world can see, so people can see, and so people can follow suit. People can be like, oh, okay, she's doing it. I can do it too. You know, like like you said already, you're about to go into your senior year at Howard University. I know that you had some anxiousness regarding that, but I just want to let you know that I just think that you are an amazing human being in general. And I think that you are dope as hell, and I love you, and I appreciate you. I appreciate the woman that you are because... You know, you help me grow. You teach me, you know, as a as a father, as a man. And I just appreciate you like so, so much. So I want to make sure I give you your flowers while you can smell them um, because I think that you are dope as hell. So thank you for being you. Thank you for being amazing. I appreciate you. Of course, you know, it comes naturally to me. So you said what? Nothing. it comes naturally to me, you know, <laughs> I get it from um, my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that you do. Yo, so. I know we're here and like we're kind of joking and being silly a little bit, but I mean, unfortunately, there's some there's some major things going on right now in America. And I did not want to come on here as a male and talk about what I wanted to talk about without having a female perspective. And I thought it was very important for me to have a female on here and someone that I know, someone that I care about, someone that I know that the situation is is tough right now. So I'm talking about Roe versus Wade. And I wanted to get a, a perspective from you of like how you feel things are going and where they're headed and you know, just in general, like how are you feeling emotionally about it? Um, so emotionally, I'm not gonna lie, what was that, two days ago, a day ago? I was tore up. Uh, I'm just sitting here like, am I right? Do I have any anymore? Like, what's going on? I feel like we're going just in a backwards motion. And then it's just like I feel helpless. Like, I can't do anything. Listen, I bought my little tail off. I know a lot of people who bought their tails off, too, but it's like at a certain, at a certain point, it's just, when is enough enough? I, I don't know. I feel like you fumbled the 2016 election, even though we did get the popular vote. We need to, we need to look at the electoral college. We just need to fix a lot of things in America. A lot of things are outdated. They don't apply to America now. It's just a lot of stuff. Um, the voting system, I encourage everybody to vote, even though it's very frustrating that we get the results that we do. Um, and this Roe v. Wade thing, overturning it, I don't know. It's going to, one, just raise a lot of deaths in terms of pregnant women. Number one death of pregnant women is homicide. I don't think people realize that. What is, what's going to happen when that guy doesn't want the baby? The baby's gonna die, the baby, and the person's gonna die. It's just, it's just it's all messed up. People keep talking about. We all talk about, you know, the clothes hanger type thing. That's gonna start happening in real life. Handmaid's Tale. It's just all coming to fruition, and it's just, it's scary. Honestly, living in this time, it's kind of sad to be living in this time in my twenties. Plus, you know, one of the best years of my life. I'm entering a recession. I'm entering, just getting my rights stripped for me. I'm broke. Like, this just goes on and on. Keep in mind, I'm a black woman at that. So it's just the odds are just stacked against me right now. So I'm just, you know, I'm just ripping and rolling with the punches. I'm just doing what I can locally, though. And that's where it starts. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, <laughs> is, is it okay if I get my perspective as a, as a, as a male, as a father? Sure. I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. I mean, it's absolutely heartbreaking. And the first time that I actually felt like this with my daughters 
was in 2016 when Hillary Clinton didn't get voted. I just felt depleted. And it was very obvious to me that she was the right person to win the vote. And she did not win. And so to like look at my little girls, you know, at the time, I took two out of three with me to go vote. And we was like, so like, oh no, no, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Oh, you gonna see the first woman, you can do anything in this world. And then when that shit didn't happen, I was like, felt depleted. Like, how am I gonna talk to my girls? How do I tell them this is fair? Because shit is not fair. Like, there's nothing fair about it. And so when this came up, this is like the second time that I felt like really depleted, where I just felt like things were out of my control, that there's nothing that I can personally do to like protect my babies, to protect my daughters, because what man, (laughs) what anybody can tell you what to do with your body. I'm your father and I can't even tell you what to do with your body. Like I would never, ever, ever. And it's just really, really sad to me because like you said, I mean, you're going to have people that are going to be, you know, taking abortions into their own hands and you're going to have lots of death on your hands then. And then what is America going to do then? Because that blood is going to be on your hands because you've created the system to where people don't feel safe and people want to, you know, they're, they're not feeling comfortable with their bodies or they're not feeling they got raped or they molested or whatever the case may be and they don't feel comfortable to have a baby, but now you're not giving them an option to be able to do that. And I think that's really sad and I think it really, really sucks and shame on us. Shame on us as a society. Shame on us as a people because we got to do better and we're not doing better right now. And it breaks my heart. Yeah, and I also just want to point out the fact a lot of people do bring up the fact that, you know, women get raped and blah, 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 but it's just... The simple fact that nobody should be telling anybody what to do with their own bodies, period, point blank. I should have the control over my body. If I don't want a baby, I don't need to have a reason. I don't want to have a baby. And that shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be, oh, well, you can only get an abortion because blah, 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 blah. No, just period, point blank. All women should have their own rights for their own bodies. And that's just what it is. I don't, I don't get it. You know, I could go on and on, get a little black up in here, and talk about what's what I really think is happening. But well, shit, that's all we're here. We're here to talk. <laughs> talk. Let them know how you feel. <laughs> I just don't even know if I want to tread into that. It's just so much. I think. I don't know. I'm not there. It's okay. We're not. We can. I saw to formulate how I'm thinking about the situation and I might make some people mad. I might make myself mad and say some things I don't want to say, whether it be on air, just in general. So I'm going to just refrain. But I do have some thoughts about the background of why this is happening. Well, I do appreciate you taking your time and taking the breath like we always talk about, like when you're feeling upset and frustrated. Uh, to make sure that you take that deep breath and calm down before and formulate your thoughts. So I do love the fact that you're practicing that right now. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. But no, yeah. you're a thousand percent right, though. I mean, you shouldn't have to be raped or molested or have any of these disasters, these 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 horrible, horrific things happen to you for a woman to decide that you know what I'm not ready to have a baby right now. Right. Like it shouldn't it shouldn't come down to that. It should be your choice. And, you know, I've always told you since you were a baby and I told all your sisters, like, yo, look, if you ever got pregnant out of wedlock or whatnot, we would have a conversation and conversation would go like this. Yo, T, how are you feeling? Pops, you know what? I feel like I'm ready to have this baby. Okay, cool. Let's raise it. Pops, I feel like I'm not ready to have this baby. Well, cool. Let's, let's, let's do what you need to do because it's your body. It's your right. And it's your right. And, that's the part that we're missing. It's your body. 
And that's the part that upsets the shit out of me is that it's your body. And as your father, I wouldn't be like, no, you're going to have this baby no matter what. Or no, you're going to you're gonna abort this baby. Like, no, that's your choice. So I think it's just, I, I mean, I think we kind of just keep reiterating how sad it is. But, you know, one of the things that I think personally is I would love it if everyone who did not vote for this or everyone who thinks this is wrong, I think that everybody that does not agree with this, they need to have someone in their family, okay? Hear me out. Someone in your family that should be gay, there should be somebody in your family that should be transgender, there should be someone in your family that has had complications with, with birth. The reason being is because there's no empathy and you don't see empathy. You don't have empathy for what you don't know. And so if you are experiencing other cultures and other people and black people and black men and black women and gay and lesbian and bisexual, if you have that in your family, then you see their struggle. But right now you don't see their struggle. All you do is just paper pushing. You don't really know what's going on. And that is sad as hell to me. So I think everybody should have to adopt should have somebody in their family that is, I don't want to say abnormal, but is, like I said, gay, transgender, black, a woman that wants to have an abortion, her rights, so on and so forth. Like, you should have somebody in your family so that therefore you could be empathetic by Because right now, I believe that people, they don't understand because they don't, they, they, they're not related to the problem, to the issue, because they don't have anybody that's close to them that is going through it right now. And so I think that that is a solution for the world is for people to be able to have somebody in your family that is one of those people so that you can see firsthand, this is why these people need to have their rights. What do you think about that, T? I mean, I wouldn't really call it a solution because it's kind of hard to just be like, I think you should be gay. <laughs> it's like, but I'm not. No, I want to understand. But then it's like, well, you're not going to because, I mean, if it, I just feel like if you have one of those family members, if you have a family member who's out of society's standards of just the perfect white male, rich, woo, I do whatever I want. Uh, approach situation with empathy and realize that people have differences it's normal to be different but i don't know it's just human decency at the end of the day i agree with you but i mean if you i know for me for a fact that i have daughters so that's why this is so like near and dear to me because i have three daughters that i believe it is their right to choose so i have empathy about the situation because i have three daughters had i not had three daughters i would have still thought the same way because i'm here for human rights in general like, I believe that it is your choice. It's your body. It's your choice. I believe that everybody has a right to choose to do certain things. And I believe that. So whether I have daughters or not, I would still have empathy for other people's situation. Everybody ain't like that. You know what I mean? Because they don't see it firsthand. But when you see that shit firsthand, that's when it's like, oh, now I understand. But you don't know unless you're in their shoes, unless you're in somebody else's shoes. So mm-hmm. that's that's my opinion. Uh, so what I want to do, I want to end it on that note right there. <laughs> Just tell the people like, yo, if you are a, a person that is in the situation that needs to have an abortion or whatever the situation is, I want you to know that there are still options out there for you. 
There are there companies are. that are out there that are actually paying for people, for women to um, go to different states that are taking care of it and that are helping you out with the expenses of you traveling and having the abortion. If that's what you are choosing to do. So I don't. I want you to make sure you keep hope alive because there is still hope out there. There are still, still things to be positive about. And, you know, I want you to know that I'm here to support, to love on you, to give you always positive vibes, positive energy. And um, that's it, man. It's going to be okay, y'all. We're going to be okay. We will be okay, no doubt. But, yo, I want to thank my co-host, Miss Taylor Renee, for uh, jumping on here with me today. I appreciate you, baby girl. Um, I think today was a dope day, and hopefully we reach some people. And, you know, just keep spreading love, man, because you are dope. You are dope. Yo, don't forget to tune in every other Wednesday to the You Are Dope podcast. In the meantime, in between time, be good to yourself because you are dope.